have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Murder Homes is a production of iHeart Podcasts. We were invited to go up with a TV production company. They were trying to see if there was anything in spirit there, and they thought they'd start with us. So as I'm walking up to the front door, I see this guy dressed in period clothing from the 1940s, and he's like giving me the stink eye. That voice you just heard is Mark Nelson. He's a psychic medium who specializes in cleansing stigmatized properties and ghost hunting. I interviewed Mark and his wife Barb about their work, including one notorious property they were asked to investigate for a television show, 5121 Franklin Avenue in Los Angeles. 5121 Franklin Avenue is historic for a number of reasons, but perhaps it is known best for being the former home of George Hodel, the prime suspect in the Black Dahlia murders. Here's Mark again. I'm seeing a guy calling me a a little pipsqueak. He's like, what are you doing here? And it's like they want to intimidate you because this is all they have left, intimidation. And then I just hear in my head, oh, he's a doctor. And then I just turn to the producer and said, if a doctor lived in this house at the time of the murder that you're investigating, he did it. And then she was like, okay, that's what we're here for. We think a, a guy did it. And he was like a small, intense looking guy with a little pencil-thin mustache, not unlike what you would see in the 1940s. And he was trying to basically berate me, intimidate Barb and other people who were with us. This is Murder Homes. I'm Matt Marinovich. In the early morning of January 15, 1947, a mother was taking her child for a walk in Lemert Park in Los Angeles, a place that was hardly as bucolic looking as it sounds. At the time, it was just a dusty road with a dirty sidewalk running past vacant lots. Up ahead, she thought she saw two parts of a department store mannequin lying in the dry grass. 
When she got closer, she realized it was the body of a naked woman, cut in half at the waist. The two parts of the victim's body had been painstakingly laid precisely one foot apart, and her intestines had been tucked neatly beneath her buttocks. The corpse had been posed with her hands over her head, her elbows bent at right angles, and her legs spread apart. There was no sign of blood at the scene, meaning the victim had been killed elsewhere and then placed there. Investigators later determined she had been killed 10 hours before she was placed in the grass on South Norton Avenue. Two plant-based bristles were found on her body, most likely from a brush that had been used to scrub her clean. The only other evidence found at the scene was a heel print and some watery blood found in a cement sack. The killer had drained the blood from the victim's body and then performed a highly specialized surgical procedure that was taught in the 1930s called a hemicorporectomy. This is the act of slicing through the lumbar spine, carefully avoiding the vertebrae there. It's the only place where the body can be severed in half without breaking bone. Detectives felt that the murder was committed indoors, where water, drainage, and perhaps medical equipment were available. There were other horrifying marks on the victim's body. The corners of either side of her mouth had been cut three inches deep, so that she appeared to be gruesomely smiling. This is sometimes called the, quote, Glasgow smile. In the autopsy performed afterwards, it was determined that the killer had made these slits while she was still alive and most likely continued to torture the victim before she died. The victim was fingerprinted and identified as Elizabeth Short, a 22-year-old aspiring actress who had last been seen on a payphone in the lobby of the Biltmore Hotel. On January 24th, a suspicious manila envelope was discovered by a postal service worker addressed to the Los Angeles Examiner. A message written in cut-and-pasted letters was found inside. Here is Dahlia's belongings, letter to follow. There would be more correspondence from the killer, but the killer never turned himself in. To this date, no one, ex-detectives, true crime writers, armchair sleuths, ex-FBI agents, seems to agree on anything about the Black Dahlia case. The closer it comes to seemingly being solved, the farther it recedes from any hope of closure. Even her nickname is in dispute, with some claiming it was coined because an employee at the drugstore she frequented noticed her sheer black clothes and compared her to the Blue Dahlia, the heroine in a movie that was well-known at the time. But one thing that many followers of the infamous case agree on is that the murderer possessed excellent surgical skills. He had been careful to locate the lumbar vertebrae and then carefully sliced through the disc space using a very sharp instrument. An amateur would have made a mess looking for this incredibly narrow space. Elizabeth's killer never second-guessed his procedure. He cut through layers of tissue precisely, never letting the knife retreat, which would have caused feathering of the body tissue. He would have had to withstand the overpowering smell of human feces as he cut entirely through the body and bowels. There were superficial cuts on her breasts and leg as well, ligature marks on her wrists, ankles, and neck. Three bruises on her head that the medical examiner determined were the blows that had actually killed her. Police at the time were so certain that the killer was a surgeon that they served a warrant to the University of Southern California Medical School, which provided a full list of their students. So who was this surgeon? Some armchair sleuths and ex-detectives think it was Leslie Hillen, 
but Dylan successfully sued his accusers and was placed in San Francisco at the time of the crime. But 7.5 miles from where Elizabeth Short's body was found, there lived another surgeon who had an impeccable resume and over 766 hours of surgical practice. He lived in a stunning 6,000-square-foot Neo-Mayan mansion at 5121 Franklin Avenue. It had been designed by Lloyd Wright, son of the most famous architect in American history, Frank Lloyd Wright. In the Hollywood neighborhood of Las Feliz, where there are plenty of architectural masterpieces to gawk at, the home at 5121 Franklin stands out for its unforgettable entryway, a facade featuring two mammoth blocks of concrete and a tomb-like entrance that resembles a giant set of jaws, which would soon become the home's nickname. Once you are let past the massive copper gate that guards the home, the bright desert sunlight almost instantly recedes behind you. Inside the home, the feeling is almost claustrophobic and dark, with rooms tightly packed on either side of a narrow corridor that leads to a courtyard in the back. There is a scarcity of windows and light, as if the home belonged more to the earth than the blue sky above it. Between 1940 and 1945, George Hodel lived there. Hodel easily moved in the highest circles of Los Angeles society. He was a renowned doctor and surgeon who had held a variety of impressive positions, including chief medical officer at the UN. But there was a darker side to Hodel, too. And we'll learn all about it after the break. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. We're back with Murder Homes. George Hodel was entranced by the surrealist and decadence that surrounded them. He befriended the famous photographer Man Ray, and together they shared a taste for sadomasochism. 5121 Franklin even gained a reputation as a place where cocktail parties devolved into all-night orgies that lasted until the dawn hours. But in the bright light of day, there was always a price to pay for excess, and Hodel soon became known as the VD doctor to the stars. But all of that decadence in that rabbit warren of rooms came to a stop when his own daughter accused him of raping her in 1949. 
After a widely publicized trial, Hodel would be acquitted, but he would also find himself in the FBI's crosshairs, who added him to the list of suspects in the Black Dahlia case. It didn't help that a good friend of his, Lillian Lenorak, when questioned by Detective Frank Jameson, admitted that Elizabeth Short was a sometime girlfriend of Dr. Hodel's. The FBI bugged his home, and late at night, an 18-man surveillance team, working in shifts, would listen to everything said at 5121 Franklin. In one of the recordings, they captured this exchange. Supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia. They can't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead. They thought there was something fishy. Anyway, now they may have figured it out. Killed her. When I look at a picture of Dr. George Hodel in 1952, I think he looks slightly smug, with light black curly hair, a neatly trimmed mustache, and a black dress shirt visible underneath his jacket. He looks very much the part of an arrogant doctor, someone who would have very little time for small talk with distraught patients. A few years ago, ghost hunter Mark Nelson, who you heard at the beginning of this episode, and his wife Barb, were asked by a television production team to enter 5121 Franklin Avenue to suss out any potential paranormal presence. They wandered through the same rooms that George O'Dell had once entertained his guests. Here's Mark and Barb talking about what they saw. From the living room, you look around, and there could be like, there's like four exits and entrances, and you can't tell what's the front door. Yeah, if you were disoriented or drugged, you would get lost. You would not know where, how to get out. So it was like the perfect murder house. Parts of the house were, even though it's on Franklin, which is currently a pretty noisy part of town, um, it was soundproof downstairs. You couldn't hear it. It was quiet as the dead, so to speak. The walls were really thick. The walls were really thick, so you couldn't hear, you couldn't hear any of the traffic outside. It's like it's a, he wasn't afraid of showing us like a lot of blood and visuals of things that that he was responsible for, and giving us terrible feelings. I got these flashes, and Barbara had other images too. Where I feel like I must have started to experience the fear that one of the victims went through, because I feel like I'm being chased, and I don't know how to get out of here. And yet, what's odd about this house is that you can look out during the day, and there's sunlight, and there's palm trees, but you see up. You're in a sealed courtyard, so there's no one there to see what's happening to you. You can look out and see other parts of the house. No one else can see in. The center of the house was open, and it had an atrium. So it was basically a series of corridors, and I could totally understand why some of the women that were there could not find their way out and were trapped. I I totally could see. Did you go to the basement at all in that house? Do you remember? Yes. Yes. It was soundproof, and it looked almost like a a religious environment with all of the religious iconography removed. It's like, why do you have this in your basement? It's set up to be like a viewing platform where other people are supposed to watch. You could make the case that, is that a sacrificial table? Why is that table there? I guarantee you don't have a table that could be used for human sacrifice in your basement. And it was just creepy as all get up. It's almost like, this, okay, service is over. Everyone take everything down. Still, the shape of the place is still intact, but 
the purpose of it has been masked. Imagine for a moment that George Hodel has finished laboring over the body of Elizabeth Short in the basement. It's approximately 1 a.m. in the morning, and over the course of several hours, no one has heard her scream for help. Now wiping his forearm over his perspiring forehead, he carefully washes the last of the blood off her torso and wraps both parts of her body in blankets, transferring the corpse to the trunk of his car. He leaves, for now, her possessions behind. The purse, the high-heeled shoes, the driver's license, the business cards in her wallet, which he will later wipe clean with a rag soaked in gasoline to remove his fingerprints. He starts the car, easing down Franklin, the shimmering lights of the Hollywood Hills visible in the distance. It's a relatively cold night, and as he drives, the sweat soaking his shirt dries up. When he takes a left on North Wilton, he can hear a muffled thump in the trunk as the body rolls to the side. He takes a slower right onto West 3rd, and then soon he's on Crenshaw, easily blending into the early morning traffic there and driving at the exact speed limit for 28 minutes until he reaches Coliseum Street. Then one more quick turn, and he's in the middle of nowhere. A field, essentially, with a few tracked homes visible in the distance. Imagine Hodel dragging the bottom half of Elizabeth Short's body 11 inches from the upper half. He feels heightened, but not rushed. The erotic energy, which dissipated hours before, has just started to come back in small little ripplets, then bigger waves. He takes more shallow breaths as he touches her for the last time, carefully arranging her arms at right angles to her body so that it almost looks like she's surrendering. He stares down at her for one more moment, not seeing her through his eyes now, but through the eyes of others who will soon find her, and that gives him pleasure too, forcing them to see the darkest side of the world for just a few minutes, just as he does. Just like visitors are forced to walk the claustrophobic corridor toward a distant blaze of sunlight at 5121 Franklin. We'll be back after a short break. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. 
When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. We're back with Murder Homes. The architecture of Elizabeth Short's death and the architecture of 5121 Franklin, the home that George Hodel will return to, have parallels. The murderer and the architect were both control freaks, and they both believed they created masterpieces. Some consider 5121 Franklin to be Lloyd Wright's best work, but others say it's overbearing, manipulative, and with its banishing of outside light, even sadistic in some ways. After Short's murder, Hodel spent three more years at 5121 Franklin. Then in October 1949, Hodel's name would be mentioned in a formal written report to a grand jury as one of five prime suspects in the Short murder. But he and four other suspects would never be submitted for indictment. But what if 5121 Franklin, as dark and brooding a home that it is, wasn't the home where Elizabeth Short was murdered. The evidence implicating Hodel is all circumstantial. And though he was connected to sex parties, sadomasochism, incest, suicide, and two murders, he was never indicted. He fled L.A. to work as a doctor in a territorial prison in the Philippines. What if all that Hodel was guilty of was a taste for kink in a home that seemed built for it? Mark Nelson and his wife Barb, however, are convinced something terrible happened at 5121 Franklin. Myself and the producer behind me, we were walking down the hall past the bathroom where supposedly the actual drugging the women. And I just felt like this disoriented vertigo came over me and I had to lean up against the wall. And then I turned around and the producer was, she did the same thing. And I go, did you just feel that? And it, it was really weird. It's just all of a sudden you felt like this dizziness and you couldn't, you had to like shake yourself. They'd never been to a place where evil seemed to cling to them, following them back to their car, to their home, where they had a terrible argument. The spirit seemed to want to intimidate men and then to harass women. And the worst thing about this experience, quite I mean, it was the most intense thing that Barbara and I have experienced after we left. You know, you've heard about spirits following you home. Well, this was a, a circumstance where we really believe it did. I mean, we're in a home where a serial killer had killed a number of women, as we understood it. And then we get home, and Barbara and I have been married over 30 years. And this, we got into like late at night into like one of the most intense screaming arguments that we've ever had. And it's like, I thought Mark was possessed. <laughs> And I thought that you had missing a few, but anyway, but just the idea that this isn't how we usually function. This is why you know, there's, there's possession and then there's also oppression. Oppression is that can cause you to behave in ways that are not consistent with your normal day-to-day behavior. And we both recognize that we're acting out of sorts and who would probably take pleasure in taunting, hurting damaging us in some way, shape, or form. Well, I had to think it was Dr. George Hodel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And, and I won't ask what the argument was specifically about. It was irrational. You know, you didn't take the trash out. <laughs> no, it was just really dumb. And it was like, wow, what just happened, you know? And so we figured it out that he followed us home and he was oppressing us. There are other homes, motels, apartments, even funeral homes, where investigators believe Elizabeth Short may have been murdered. What the many followers of this crime do, for the most part, agree on, is that the end of her life did take place inside four walls. There's only one thing more harrowing than knowing the exact location of a murder home, and that's not knowing one. It could be anywhere. In the dingiest part of L.A. or high up in the Hollywood Hills, at a funeral home, after hours, where the only sound is an assistant scrubbing a woman's body with a brush. Elizabeth Short, with her nickname, with a faint desperation and shiftlessness of her life at the time, a woman familiar with lobbies and hotels and terrible pickup lines, always seems to elude us. Her transience seems to be perfectly matched with something as monumental and permanent as 5121 Franklin and an overly confident doctor who had everything to lose. If she walked up the steps with him, it was doubtful that she would have been holding his hand. She would have been repelled and fascinated by this rich man's tomb. But she could have easily walked into a room at the Astor Motel on Flower Street as well, where detectives in 1947 interviewed witnesses who placed her there and found a bloody mess. Elizabeth Short, determined and self-reliant, or was one step ahead of anybody who would trap and weigh her down, is still shrugging all of us off, refusing to be tied down. She travels lightly through each theory, through hotels, rooming houses, lobbies, even the dark corridor of 5121 Franklin, where Hodel pours her a drink in the living room with a concealed door. The grisly blueprint of her last evening on Earth taking form in his head. What if she wasn't there at all? In all likelihood, there will never be an answer. Even if this is the home that Mark and Barb Nelson, the ghost hunters, feel certain that something terrible happened. And when they left, Dr. George Hodel wasn't done with them for what they said were many months, long after that first irrational argument they had with one another. He was with us for about three months. Like, I'd wake up at three in the morning, and I would just feel him at the foot of the bed. I, I can't tell you how, but I would see him there, and I just turned to Mark. It's like he's here again. And so we did a lot of blessing the room, clearing the house, you know, did all that. But I think in the end, his energy kind of faded and went away after like three months. But I think what really kind of got him was he couldn't break our bond. He couldn't break our connection to each other. And so he just finally kind of threw up his hands and he gave up. He said, ah, you know. And so you could just feel like that heavy energy was gone. I was going to ask if he had been able to break the bond, then, then hypothetically what happens then? I think we probably would have gone for some type of spiritual help or, you know, uh, sought out some of our friends who are in the religious field and can help with that because we did say a lot of prayers. And I think that that definitely, it's a positive and energy that you're putting out. That's all you really can do, um, you know, but it was hard. You have to be very self-aware, spiritually aware to be able to fight something that demonic, basically. I mean, I've never faced 
what a serial killer was until we faced him. And it's really bad. In 2012, soil samples were taken from the courtyard at 512 in Franklin, and they tested positive for the chemical markers for human decomposition. But the infamous mansion still sold for $6,163,000 in 2022. This is Murder Homes. I'm Matt Murnovich. Murder Homes is a production of iHeart Podcasts. For more shows from iHeart Podcasts, visit the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash slash iHeart.